When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. They say, if you love something, to set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. Here at LifeLock, we have to say, what a load of bull hockey. All those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try and set it free? That's crazy talk. The truth is, it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. But with LifeLock by Norton, It's easy to help protect yourself. We help monitor your info and alert you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at lifelock.com slash aware. That's lifelock.com slash aware for 25% off. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. 
This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Ah, the gift that keeps on giving. The NFC East providing us with some excitement on a Thursday night. And, Mike, that is a good, good sign entering Week 7 that even the Eagles and Giants can provide us entertainment. Fun Thursday night football game. I know people were looking at it, and there were certain hashtags showing up on the sidebar of your social media, and you didn't know were they talking about the football game or the debate. And then second half, well, we got some excitement. Look, there there was some sloppy play. Both quarterbacks had their moments. Carson Wentz, he's got to learn that uh, you could live to see another down instead of trying to force the action. Yes, you've evaded the pass rusher. That doesn't give you the license to then make a bad throw. And he got away with a few, uh, and early on he didn't. Uh, as as for Daniel Jones, obviously everybody's going to be talking about the fact that he ran out of gas. One of those, the car trying to get to the exit, get to the exit. No! Done. Or the sniper thing that we saw with the scope uh, showing up on Twitter. I mean, there were all different ways to do it or maybe being chased by zombies. Uh, but either way, some big moments and obviously a dramatic finish that left you left you wanting more, Dan, even if it was the NFC East. I wanted more from Evan Ingram. And well, catch that last Giants, pass, man. I catch know the that Giants pass. wanted more. Six oh. catches, 46 yards, but the the drop that could have sealed the deal for the Giants, instead they fall to one and six. Eagles go to two, four, and one. Not that we want to spend a bunch of time on this game, but I do think that there are a couple of things to point out. You always say it, Mike. I talk about it because it's mentioned a lot in golf. No pictures on the scorecard. The points are the same in the lineup, so Carson Wentz got the point tonight the other thing though with the eagles is there's a report that they were shopping zach Ertz prior to him getting injured and being placed on ir on thursday but now you're seeing some different names travis fulgham was one of my three-point conversions which can transition into into what we talked about tuesday but fulgham had five catches for 73 yards but still 11 targets and richard rogers came in ended up being a prime target for philadelphia and just when he thought wow maybe deshaun jackson is back he ends up leaving with that knee injury after getting hurt on that punt return but i just don't think that i don't think that all is lost for philadelphia even though they beat the giants just by one wentz was not good for a decent stretch of this game mike but their schedule also isn't that bad, it, or if you would say, isn't uh, isn't is pretty manageable the rest of the way. So maybe Carson Wentz doesn't have to be magnificent. And I'm a Miles Sanders guy, so I really wanted Miles Sanders for for this game. He's not going to be there, and probably not going to be there in Week Eight against the Cowboys because they're by in Week Nine. But Boston Scott had the great touchdown reception to put him a, a you know to put him ahead. But if Miles Sanders comes back healthy, if this offensive line can get somewhat healthy still manageable for philadelphia and i still find fantasy value in someone obviously when sanders returns but in someone like fulgham and who knows what richard rogers role is going to be with zach Ertz being on that ir yes jason smith and i talked to jay glazer uh, on thursday night show and one of the things he imparted was yeah the giants and the eagles have basically said come for whatever player 
with the exception of the quarterbacks, and then obviously Saquon Barkley on the Giants side. Everybody else, hey, if you want to offer us something up, go ahead and have it. So we've got that uh, certainly in the offing as well as the trade deadline looms to see exactly what kind of deals you can make. The offensive line, Lane Johnson was out there but kept having to shuttle off of the – off of the field, so he's not 100%. Ertz and Goddard, week 10, week 11 is what they're hoping for, right? Those are your two leaders, right? If you were thinking Deshaun Jackson and Elshon Jeffrey were going to be your lead receiver, that's roster construction that still left me bewildered, Dan, coming into the year that those were going to be your two leaders. As good as those two tight ends are, you need guys on the outside. And Fulgham's been yeah. a fantastic find, but your two – Big play receivers were supposed to be Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my my (laughs) day.
Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, you got an end around to start the game, and that was pretty much his only impact. Oh, we had our three-point conversions in our last episode. The one that I only really had that connected to uh, Thursday night's game was the uh, Travis Glass half fulgum. Ended up with five catches, 73 yards. So in a PPR league, gives you about 12.3. Probably not the greatest night, especially for a guy who had 11 targets. Uh, There were times when he was open in the end zone, but uh, maybe didn't cash in on that conversion. But uh, otherwise, it was just move ahead, look straight forward, and take advantage of those bad defenses which is something we'll get to later in the podcast that is the continued support here as we go forward mind your bye weeks mind the covid changes uh and adjustments as necessary because well we'll talk about that game uh on this week's slate but yeah there's a lot of rebound opportunities we'll talk about that as we will yeah eagles beat the giants 22 to 21 Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. All right, Mike, there was a lot of news in the National Football League since the last time we met. Tua Tungavailoa is now a starting quarterback. We don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to play the Buccaneers. We just know it won't be the time that they originally thought. And Antonio Brown may be back in the NFL. Let's talk about, first of all, the Tua deal, because it's not going to affect the Dolphins in Week 7 because they have a bye, but this seems to be the plan all along. How are the Dolphins affected, and how does Tua shape up as a possible uh, play in fantasy now that he's the starter in Miami? Certainly worth scooping up because if he's healthy, there'll be a design run or two in the mix. Uh, We look at Preston Williams. You look at Devontae Parker, who left Week 6's game with an injury, but in theory should be back uh, come week eight. And we all love Gesicki on the podcast, so uh, you celebrate there. Uh, I think for Tua, he's got a shot at matchup-based QB2s to start. I need to see some consistency. I went on record, Jason Smith and I talking about it. I did a rant even after walking my dog. I was upset. I think Fitzpatrick got screwed Maybe the the plan was week eleven with the original bye week before the mm-hmm. COVID shuffling. They're three and three. They just won two games decisively. Fitzpatrick's playing well, and you know what? No matter what the plan is, you know what plans change. Plans change. You got a team that's performing well, and then you decide, all right, not only are we we're going to make this change, we're not even going to bother to tell him that we're making this change. And he finds out, however he finds out, to where it, it, it leaves him heartbroken and despondent and whatever. He'll play again. I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt that we, we see Fitzpatrick again before this season is done. But it's two a time. Embrace it. I don't want to – I don't want to – Again, Barry Horowitz myself, although sometimes I will shamelessly pat myself on the back. But it's actually why I thought they should have gone to Tua after the Seahawks game because it was actually a game where you could say that Ryan Fitzpatrick probably wasn't on top of his game and that there was really no reason for them to not play Tua at that time considering where they were as a football team because they were 1-3 at that point. And now you go to San Francisco and you have the game that Fitzpatrick has in that contest. 
And then you have the Jets game this past weekend where Fitzpatrick has three touchdown passes, you know, a buck 90 through the air. But it's kind of like the Dolphins put themselves in that own situation to to have this kind of pop up. I thought even at the time, Mike, if they were going to be competitive and going to push for a wild card, I still felt that Tua probably should have been the guy because I don't know if it's worth risking just appearing in a wild card game to to have that happen and risk the opportunity to see how Tua could play over a 10 or 11 game schedule. To me, I'd much rather see how the quarterback played. And the, that's why I thought he should play, but the Dolphins kind of stepped in it themselves, I believe, by not going to him sooner. That's just my personal opinion. I thought they should have done it two weeks ago, then they win a couple of games, and now they put themselves in this spot. Well, you're at 500. The Bills are somewhere between really good or as some folks really wanted to kick them after a six-day stretch where they played two of the best teams, if not the two best teams in the National Football League and looked, well, ordinary uh, would be the kind way to say it, uh, opportunities uh, here in Week 7. But the Patriots obviously having struggles after the early feel-goods sessions with Cam Newton. They're trying to find an identity. And the Jets are the uh, Jets. Yeah. So for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I got to think after that win against the the 49ers and and certainly when he's on the sidelines at the end against the Jets, looking like Daniel Bryan going, yes, 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 for Tua, that he's thinking, I got my team, they got my back, they're playing hard with me and for me, and here we go. And then just like that, the rug gets snatched out from under you. I, I think it was a good human moment. Uh, but like everybody else, when you think about Joe Burrow, when you think about Justin Herbert, who we'll talk about here, and how well yeah. they've played thus far, awful hard. If Tua's making progress in practice and he's 100% healthy, awful hard to not you know, open that box and see what kind of shiny toy and how it performs. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? And I don't think people remember this. It reminds me of when Kaepernick took over for Alex Smith. Yeah. Not necessarily parallels, like exact parallels. But you had when Alex Smith was replaced by Kaepernick, Alex Smith was playing pretty well with the 49ers. Not that two is in there to take the Niners to a different level, which maybe was Jim Harbaugh's uh, motive. But I do find it a little – I think that there are some similarities in those two situations. Another story that's popping up that popped up, uh, very agent-driven news, especially if you ask Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks, that uh, Antonio Brown was getting some interest. Uh, Adam Schefter saying that the Seahawks were one of a few teams that were interested in signing Brown once his suspension ends after week eight. And I would have to think that, first of all, that Antonio Brown was probably picked up in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. But I also would love to know – all these other teams that are being mentioned because the Seahawks are now the only ones that have to answer questions about it because they were one of the teams actually named in the report. Yeah, they were named in the report. The other team I, I know that's kind of in the mix and, you know, they made some news of their own uh, with a trade and a, and a pickup uh, and a would-be signing. As as we sit and, and talk and preview week seven, I don't know that it's official, but we talk about the Baltimore Ravens where Brown had been previously – Mm-hmm. you know, attached for some off-season workouts and, you know, family connections and everything else. Uh, they trade for Yannick Ngakwe. He gets out of Minnesota after six weeks. Had some impact, but no Daniil Hunter. They never got those bookends getting after quarterbacks like they'd hope. And now uh, 
the Ravens potentially gave up a fifth-round pick for him. So good job by them. Rich get richer. But it means they're active, right? Uh, they go and they they were kicking the tires on Des Bryant, which is a topic that I'm sure we'll get into in a, in a bigger way if, if he actually finds his way onto an active roster. But for Antonio Brown, yeah, I went and picked him up. I'm in deeper leagues. And I, I have the old philosophy here, and I, I give this as part of the iWatcher Flex, is if I've got a deep enough roster where there's a guy on my bench that's not of any use to me, why don't I go pick up Antonio Brown where mm-hmm. if he gets back into active duty with the Seahawks or whomever else, uh, he may do damage to me later on in the season. So I'd rather have him rotting on my bench than beating the hell out of me on somebody else's. You know what I find funny? Because you just something popped into my head when you said that. By the way, you're uh, I, I'm in deep with my teams. I'm not going deeper. I'm in deep with some of my fantasy teams. But when you draft – this happens with wide receivers a lot. When you have your fantasy draft and you look at your wide receivers, a lot of times you'll say, I got five guys I could start. I'm like, look at this. Like mm-hmm. my, my wide receiver depth is great. Then you go to week four and you're like, I don't know who the heck I'm supposed to start because all these guys are the same. Like if you don't yeah. have a if you don't have a Julio Jones or you don't have a DK Metcalf or you know, someone like that, you're just kind of like – Man, all these people are the same. So you might as well take a little roll of the dice on Antonio Brown because you probably got three of the other guy already on your roster. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a lot of uh, the WR three and fours, right? Where it's, all right, do they get the end zone love that particular week? That's going to be the the separation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's the five for 60 stat line for them yeah. all. and. Oh. You're just shrugging your shoulders going, all right, what do I have here? Uh, And, again, I I think for 2020, many leagues, I know yours is traditional and you guys fight over roster changes and league settings changes, but I think a lot of commissioners were were coaxed into expanding rosters, right? An extra bench slot or two or injury slash COVID slot so you have a little bit more flexibility so antonio brown it might be it might come to nothing right we don't know we like we know as of right now that after week eight this particular suspension is up but we don't know if they've found other stuff that extends it or if he's signed he ends up on the exempt list and put in another box waiting for his opportunity to play. I mean, there's still a lot that could go to it. And as of now, he's got no pen to paper and and being on a team. It's wild speculation, but we remember the talent the guy was. And I'd like to think uh, you realize that football is gone away from some of your activity. Uh, We all need some big event in our lives sometimes to snap us back into into shape and, and back towards what we were heading to. Uh, maybe Antonio Brown's finally gotten that wake up wake up call. We can only hope. Antonio Brown suited up for the Raiders last year in the preseason. Obviously, never played a game for them, but the Raiders are a bit in the headlines because their game on Sunday night against the Buccaneers was moved on Thursday uh, to a Sunday afternoon affair, just because of the possible COVID outbreak with the Raiders team. Uh, Trent Brown not wearing his tracking device, so you don't know who was exposed, and now the offensive line is placed on the reserve list. All I'll say is is this, Mike, and I don't know what advice you would have for a fantasy player. Two things. Number one, you're going to know by the time Sunday comes around whether that game is going to be played, so you don't have to necessarily worry about your roster and how it plays out. You probably should have already things set up 
at least to, to do so a day in advance. But you're going to find out on Sunday morning you're not going to be you're not going to be caught uh, in a tough spot just because you should know ahead of time. But number two, if the Raiders can't play, this is the domino for Week 18. And that's the big thing that I think of when you're looking at at how this affects the season is what do you do? The Raiders are coming off of their bye. Like the, there's right. there's no opportunity for them. So that's the one thing to watch with this game, not whether you're going to be able to play Josh Jacobs in in week seven or if Darren Waller is going to be available or, or, or what Buccaneers you're going to have to start. you you got to have contingency plans for that, but you should know ahead of time. But realistically, this could be the game that sets the NFL and changes their whole postseason schedule because there's nowhere else to put it. Well, and you know they don't want to do it, which is why they only moved it up to the afternoon, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what critical mass is for the number of guys that have to be affected. I don't think we have that official data. Uh, but the speculation also, and maybe this is me talking out of turn, is they're also looking at it. Like Tennessee, they did this big investigation. At least to this point, as you and I sit and talk, I've never seen anything substantive of a an obvious breach of protocol that caused a problem. This guy left his tracking device off, right? Sure. And so to some degree, not that they're saying, hey, let's punish the Raiders. There's also a, all right, you did potentially bring this on yourself and you didn't follow the protocols we set forth. So, and the bye week is already gone for them. So you don't want to add the one week, like, because then it starts expanding out, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if it, if it, you have a second week for the Raiders? Now we're into week 19. So, yes, if you're a Derek Carr owner this week, uh, you're petrified because potentially you're without every one of the offensive linemen. <laughs> good job there. Uh, so, By yeah, the way, just and, and the Buccaneers aren't any good against the run, so Josh Jacobs should be fine. <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> I'm totally being facetious. Well, you know what's funny, right? We do the the prep, and you're you're doing spots all week. And I had had the, you know, and we'll get into cold sores in a bit. But I had already had pretty much just bench the Raiders on my list, even sure. coming out of a bye week. And now it's seems like you're just picking up. Oh, because of the COVID things. Like, no, it wasn't a, big, a good matchup to begin with. And now if you have to play this way. I'll tell you, that's that's a very tall order. So all the uh, folks that don't like Tom Brady, adding it to the column of things that fell in his favor. The Raiders logo may want to put a patch over both eyes for <laughs> what could happen on Sunday. All right, let's get into the Week 7 rankings. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. You can always tweet us at I Want Your Flex. And that's where you could send in questions. If you've got them leading up to game time, uh, we'll hit you up and give you the answers. Mike, let's get to your top five rankings at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver positions. Let's start with the signal callers. All right, top five quarterbacks. Number one in a tale of redemption. I'm, I alluded to it earlier. Josh Allen going up against the New York football Jets. They've given up 11 touchdowns to quarterbacks uh, and two rushing. So while they're middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points per game, opportunity here uh, to get right after playing Tennessee uh, and Kansas City. Number two, Aaron Rodgers going up against Houston, 
fantasy points per game allowed another guy looking for a get right after a miserable week six performance as Lee DeLapp just shakes his head the Packer fan that he is uh number three Kyler Murray wasn't pretty against Dallas but as you said Dan they all count just the same really because he wasn't very good at all uh, against Dallas two plays uh really made up his night but uh going up against Seattle 24.3 fantasy points allowed per game 10 total touchdowns and almost 2,000 yards through the air and on the ground uh number four Russell Wilson going up against Arizona they're actually eighth best uh against fantasy quarterbacks to this point Buda Baker became a star in that game not that he wasn't already but he became a household name I think in that game against Dallas because he was omnipresent uh and then Justin Herbert yeah, that's right. I'm bringing him into the top five, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. About 19-plus fantasy points a game allowed to quarterbacks, 11 touchdowns, just two picks. And I think coming out of the bye week, the forced bye week, they come out strong and finally make an impression, a bigger impression on the offensive side of things. And uh, the, in the – in that same game, Minshew mania seems to be a thing of the past. So uh, the uh, the the uh, Chargers uh, really have an opportunity to get on track against uh, Jacksonville coming up on Sunday. Let's go to the running backs, your top five ball carriers for week seven in the NFL. You can't stop Alvin Kamara. You can only hope he can tandem going up against Carolina. Opportunity here, fourth most fantasy points allowed to running backs. And even if you're not getting a lot on the ground, and we've watched – Camara's efforts and output vary greatly in terms of his rushing yardage. What can't be denied is the impact he has in the passing game. Uh, eight catches on 10 targets for 74 yards. Uh, last time out, look for him to continue to be involved in the passing game here. Uh, you look at Mike Davis uh, on the other side of that matchup, bottled up a little bit against Chicago, but after a pass interference call that I will continue to write letters to the league office to explain to me how that was legitimately pass interference, he cashed in on a rushing touchdown opportunity here in New Orleans, middle of the pack, about 120 yards per game allowed and five total touchdowns thus far so an opportunity a bit of a surprise Todd Gurley yeah that's right he cracks the Mm. top five going up against uh Detroit we're looking at four touch touchdowns in four of his six games thus far 23 touches only 67 yards last week uh a bit of a bust as we went in our his hit and misses back on Tuesday but here's an opportunity against the Detroit defense my gut tells me Atlanta starts to get a little bit of a surge here. A win in week six. Julio Jones is healthy. Maybe we start seeing a little bit of positive uh, momentum there. Uh, we look at Aaron Jones going up against Houston, giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs. He'll be active early and often. And then we look at Kareem Hunt going up against Cincinnati, giving up about 120 rushing yards per game opportunity to get right restore balance in the force in Cleveland. Very rarely do you have two running backs of the same game making it in your top five, but you've got them in your top two. So something to watch out in the big easy where some fans will actually be allowed to be in attendance, about about 3,000 in the Superdome after the the tug of war between the city and the Saints uh, was somewhat uh, put to rest. All right, let's get to the top five wide receivers 
in week seven. We celebrate D hop every chance we get going up against Seattle. Sorry, Dan. Uh, averaging 10 targets per game, already over 130 receiving yards, three times. Just needs to find the end zone more, only two touchdowns, but you can't fault the other productivity thus far. Uh, Julio Jones going up against Detroit. Brought him back in good grace. He was a guy that we were, I was skeptical about last week. Not sure if he'd be able to finish. Not only did he finish, monster game, 132, two touchdowns on eight catches. So we get him in in a big way. Kenny Galladay, again, staying in, in that contest, going the other side. You look at his first 100-yard game of the year last week, 14 catches on 21 targets in the three games he's played this year, two touchdowns. And that's selfishly because I made a big bet that he would be a top five receiver. So I'm going to be like LeVar Ball, and I'm going to speak it in existence <laughs> wherever I can. Uh, Devontae Adams going up against Houston. Six out of ten targets for 61 last week against Tampa. Look for him to have a big day. I think that's going to be a shootout in the planet Houston. And finally, Stephon Diggs going up against the New York football Jets. This guy just makes crazy catch after crazy catch. And he and Josh Allen with that rapport uh, looking for a little bit of a bounce back. They had a couple of bright moments, uh, but overall two disappointing games in the last week. So looking to get right this week against New York. Speaking of guys in the same game, you have it with the wide receivers, with the Falcons and Lions, with Jones and Galladay. I actually would have had the same with the running backs, with Gurley. And I think that DeAndre Swift has won the job in Detroit. Yeah. I think that this running back by committee stuff that Daryl Bevel tried to convince everybody, uh, they were just waiting for the breakout for Swift, had an early bye. They ends up coming out against Jacksonville and having the game that he does. If I'm Detroit, and now with an extra wild card in the NFC, uh, well, and the AFC for that matter, but seven teams now getting in, the wild card's a little bit closer to you. Why not go for it with Detroit and Swift as your best option? So. The uh, running backs, wide receivers, and your quarterback rankings from Mike Harmon. Now we shift gears to the guys that may be on the outside of the top five but could be knocking on that door to try to break in the hot plays for week seven in the NFL. Hot plays start with Matthew Stafford. Let's get him in there. We're hey. talking about that game. So opportunity. He had three straight uh, multi-TD games uh, and had that interrupted. Let's see if we can get a new streak started here. Uh, again, that offense with Swift now, uh, both as a runner and receiver, opens things up, I think. Uh, and they're hoping to get Jones back in full effect. He's been uh, hampered on the outside as well. But Galladay's return has just been so important. And Hawkinson's played pretty well for them as well. Justin Jackson. Yeah, I got to get a Northwestern guy in where I can. Going up against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, like we talked about, seven-and-a-half-point favorites are the Chargers coming out. Eckler is going to be gone a while. So Jackson, the lead in that split right now, both as a runner and receiver. Not a lot of yardage last time out, but did have five catches to go along with 15 carries, 71 yards. T. Higgins, uh, I celebrate him wherever I can. Three or more catches, five straight weeks. Last three weeks, 77 yards, 62 yards, and then 125 going up against the Cleveland secondary. Look, you like that front seven. They still have some issues uh, at the corner and safety and trying to get healthy and get right, and Miles Garrett can't cover everybody. So uh, opportunity there. Uh, Brandon Cook's going up against Green Bay. Talked about it. Shootout potential, 17 catches tw uh, out of 21 targets, 229. 
touchdown, back-to-back games opportunity there. Uh, Cam Newton looking for a little bit of a bounce back here. Why? Uh, San Francisco lets you run on him even as a quarterback. Uh, so here I'm looking I'm looking for the cheap play, right? I'm not expecting big yardage. He's under 203 of the last four, uh, but maybe some opportunities to make plays with his legs. And then we celebrate Mike Williams of your uh, Los Angeles Chargers as well. He had seven catches for 100 yards, weeks one through three, five for 109 and two ahead of the bye. There's some of these Chargers – not minor lees, but they're somebody's chargers, that's for sure. I'm just trying to ascribe them to America. I'm trying to get the, <laughs> the fan base to embrace. The, those, hey, with those helmets and those uniforms, it's a great first Sweet. step. Let's get to the cold sores, the guys you don't want to touch, you don't want to see, you don't want anything to do with in week seven. All right, we already talked about uh, Ruggs and, and Derek Carr, and because of the COVID specter here, uh, difficult proposition, and going up against that Tampa Bay defense uh, as a whole is pretty difficult. How about Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill as cautionary tales, right? You're not going to find Derek Henry out of yeah. your lineup, particularly in your traditional mode. But when we look at that Pittsburgh Steeler defense, and I know Devin Bush is out, so there's a, a big loss, but they've been strong. I know uh, people were giving them a little bit of the bum slayer tag to start the season. They'd rush out to leads, and then they'd let teams get back in. And if you're a better, you are salty. Uh, if you're a Steeler fan, you don't care because, again, you're on your biggest streak you've had going back some 40 years at this point. But uh, both of those guys, I think if you're looking for heroics, as we've seen with Tannehill, multiple touchdowns, four of five games. He's got a couple of 300-yard games in. Pittsburgh fifth best against quarterbacks thus far, and obviously really strong against the run. Jared Goff going up against Chicago, and you can bring all his receivers and drag them with. Uh, The Bears have owned him. Zero touchdowns, five interceptions, two meetings with Chicago, and the Bears defense the best against fantasy quarterbacks. Fewer than 12 fantasy points allowed per game, Dan, uh, and you saw what they did to Teddy Bridgewater and company a week ago. Juju Smith-Schuster, the consistent reminder that he's sub-50 receiving yards, four straight, and uh, Chase Claypool might have a statue erected to him as well. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to look at Drew Brees going up against those Carolina Panthers. Uh, and no Mike Thomas potentially was missing from practice on Thursday, potentially a game-time decision. Uh, but Carolina, fourth best against quarterbacks at just a hair over 14 fantasy points per game allowed. Don't care if there was a bye week in the mix, Dan. Not a great matchup for them this week. We knew there was going to be some regression with Michael Thomas's numbers from a year ago, but this is this was unimaginable considering the – just the ups and downs of the ankle injury that he suffered in week one was late in the game. He, I, right. Game was pretty much over with anyway, and now you've got this, and it leads to a punch teammate, and now a hamstring injury. But, uh, yeah, uh, 2020 has not been good for many, many, including Michael Thomas's fantasy season. Let's get to the uh, – all right. Oh, my bad, because we do have imaging for – Fantasy Ninja. All right, Fantasy Ninjas. Let's bring a mic. Bring the pain. How about Zach Moss going up against the Jets? Five carries, 10 yards last time out. Still a lot of wishing and wondering what this Buffalo backfield 
comes into. Devin Singletary has his big moments, but all in all, he's about a three-yard per carry runner thus far, which means Moss coming off the injury list seems like he'll see a bigger role. Seventh most fantasy points allowed per game to opposing running backs. That is the New York Jets. Look, it's it's like we've talked about. The bad teams on the schedule. Let's- Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Let's find it, right? If bye weeks and injuries got you down, that's where you find your fill-ins. Uh, I'll even throw Kyle Allen up as a potential daily fantasy play or a desperation injury or bye week replacement, uh, 282 and a touchdown, the Dallas defense, look, they fall all over themselves. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's going to be a play or two. It's just a matter of whether he delivers the ball. That's it. You're going to have opportunities. Like we saw that play to Christian Kurt. That was the parting of the Red Sea. There was nobody there. He could have walked in. 
He really did kind of walk in. Uh, Tim Patrick against Kansas City, back-to-back 100-yard games. Touchdowns, two of his last three. Teddy Bridgewater in a bounce back, coming back from that effort against the Bears, uh, looking for him to, to rise up the New Orleans defense middle of the pack as well. And then I gave you Cam Newton in the hot plays. Why don't we go back to James White? Why? Because, well, he's the consummate professional. That's what we hear about him all the time, and he'll be active in the passing game this week. I think there could be a bunch of ninjas for the uh, Washington football team in that matchup against the Cowboys because, heck, even Kenyon Drake showed something, and it was at the expense of the Cowboys not even trying. We talked about it on Tuesday. I don't know why people think you'd get anything different from the Cowboys in Week 7, so I'm all in on Washington for uh, that matchup. Now it's time for me to try to make a point in a segment we like to call... Three... Two, one. Give me one reason. I'm going to give you one reason to bench a guy and one reason to start a guy. And we're going to start with the start, Mike. The one reason you're going to need to start this guy, and I want to make this very, very clear. This is a flex play only. I don't want to give an obvious guy. I don't want to say play Julio Jones. There's no point in doing it. So you kind of got to find the middle of the road. And I felt I was going to Cleveland and Cincinnati way too often. So while I could have taken an A.J. Green or a Tyler Boyd, who I believe I've used before, maybe even somebody on the Cleveland side of things to play, I decided to go to Carolina. And as a flex play only, Play Curtis Samuel this week. I know this is okay. this is absurd. Give Curtis Samuel a try against the Saints, who I think still will be able to give up some points. This is a flex play only sort of deal, but why not throw Curtis Samuel in your lineup against New Orleans? I like the way you're thinking. Uh, I think they have to get creative in this one, and I, I think they'll start working the offense, try to get just little rub routes, some of the end around. Samuel known to throw yeah. the ball as well. Maybe you find a, a gadget play there to open things up. But this this is a huge game for them, right, in this Matt Rule culture building and for Teddy Bridgewater because he got slapped around a little bit last week against the Bears. Like, other than a pass yeah. interference call or two uh, that helped further drives, uh, they, they really sputtered for much of that game. So short passes – and try to get the ball in in the Samuel's hands seems like a, a pretty obvious fit here against a team in New Orleans that loves gadgetry as well. The reason to bench Melvin Gordon is Lindsay filled in just fine. Philip Lindsay uh, Lindsay was fine for the uh, Denver Broncos in their win against New England. I think that momentum carries. And I was going to bench Gordon a couple weeks ago, and they ended up not playing against uh, the Patriots. So that game was pushed back, and then he ended up not playing with his own issues. The Melvin Gordon against Kansas City, I just think that Philip Lindsay now really has found a role with Denver, and I think you're going to see more of that. I think that hurts Melvin Gordon against Kansas City, who is a much better defensive team that I think people want to give them credit for. That front four gets after it, yeah, right? as really. we've seen, and you get a push. So this is where I think Lindsay slips out in pass routes a little bit. Uh, and maybe an over-pursuit by the Kansas City D will give a little bit of yak possibility. Curious to see how Drew Locke responds here. Uh, Brandon McManus, I know he was salty that only 5% of fantasy owners started him last week, so <laughs> he's ready to kick uh, again. And Noah Fant's back. 
So that's a big help as well to try to get some sort of uh, continuity and a little bit of balance to maybe to open up things for Lindsay. I like it. Speaking of opening things up, let's look at that open sky where we see a bunch of stars. Even celebrities have fantasies. Two chicks at the same time, man. Who better to set your starting lineup than the stars themselves? Hey, what's going on? It's Nick Lachey. Hi, this is Daryl Hall. And this is John Oates. This is Snoop Deagle Double G. Hi, this is Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. They rack them, we rank them. It's Celebrity Selections. It's Celebrity Selections time, Mike, and we go from one football to another, or you could say we go from the field to the pitch because a soccer star is our celebrity for Week 7 in the National Football League. Former pro soccer player, member of the U.S. men's national team, former member, and has played in two World Cups in his career. Aguchi Onyewu is our celebrity selector for Week 7. Aguchi wants to take over the top spot, still held by Josephine Scriver, the SI swimsuit model who in week one set the high mark with 65 and a half points. Gucci's picks for week seven. Mike R. at the quarterback position. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Jets. Gucci's running back is Aaron Jones of the Packers against the Texans. And George Kittle will be his wide receiver slash tight end pick as the Niners are in New England to face the Patriots. Big bounce back game when we talk about San Francisco this past week. Uh, left for dead after what happened against Miami. Uh, they resurrected quite nicely in George Kittle. Healthy and terrorizing defensive secondaries once again. Jones was a top five running back selection for me this week. And Josh Allen was at the top of the heap. So uh, maybe Josephine will finally have a challenger uh, as she tries to go wire to wire. Hey, anybody that can break Zlatan's ribs? Hey, Zlatan said it himself. I mean, Aguchi may not want to say it, but that was this is this could be a this could be a challenger. You could get Aguchi on Twitter at Aguchi and Yehu five. So we'll see if he can overtake the top spot in our standings. Alicia Sacramoni Quinn in second, just a tenth of a point behind, then Jess Cesario. Colleen Wolf joined us last week of the NFL Network and Heisman Trophy winner Ron Dane uh, rounds out our top five with 37.9 points. I actually think I cheated Ron on a point on one of our standings, so no. we'll have to make that note. All right, Mike, we are we are nearing the home stretch, but we do have some uh, viewer mail is what they would oh, call sweet. it on TV shows, or they would say maybe listener emails or listener tweets. We go to our executive producer, the one and only, this is the Lee Delap production. Lee Delap joins us with our, uh, I guess, mailings of week seven. Lineup dilemma starts and sits. What do you got, Lee? All right, you guys, let's start off with a little wide receiver. How about Shane in Atlanta who wants to know, Amari Cooper, he's wondering if you should downgrade him for Tyler Boyd this week. Yes. Give me Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I've got Boyd. Remember when I was talking about those receivers that are all the same? Yeah. Tyler Boyd's one of them. Yeah, he's one of <laughs> No, and that's the hard thing is now that you got the emergence of Higgins, who I'm yeah. celebrating his whole yeah. catalog. I mean, Boyd still has his moments. They'll probably trade or give away A.J. Green here at some point so there's one less guy to, that you feel like you have to Heck, force feed. You forgot, I forgot that John Ross was even there until John Wa- Ross wanted to be traded. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> was the only Which is why he, he uh, reminded you, hey, look over here. <laughs> Speed guy, remember me from week one? 
Oh, man. Uh, uh, By the way, John Ross, not related to Susan Ross of Seinfeld. No relation. Or Marion Ross, who is running around with Richie Cunningham. You guys, George in uh, Washington State says he is on the fence. He's got both running backs for San Francisco between Jarek McKinnon and Jamichael Hasty. <laughs> Who's the guy that you start for the Niners? Roger Craig. <laughs> it's probably the safest of them. Uh, as someone who had to dip his toes, right, and still know McCaffrey and bye weeks and others, into the San Francisco backfield, I actually have that dilemma. I figured I'd use the back end roster spot to pick up Hasty. Uh, McK- McKinnon will get the start for me over I'm, Hasty, but I wouldn't be surprised if I get that one wrong. I, I want to wrap up with this because uh, Lee and Mike, I, I told you guys, uh, my neighbor, 16 year old, great kid, just the absolute magnificent kid, is playing fantasy football for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. And he got three of his buddies in. I think I've told this story, right. story and if you missed it. The, their lineups are amazing. Just the like, like it is, yeah, yeah. You only have four people in the league, so like there. So I got a text on Thursday. Get this dilemma that I had to answer. Oh boy, he goes, Dan, who would you play, DK Metcalf or Calvin Ridley? You know, and I, like, <laughs> I, you know, I had no idea on how to answer it. I guess I said I'd go DK just. On gut, that's where I was going to go. But that's so. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, the the neighbor cashes in with DK Metcalf. But that's what that's what life is like when you're in a four team league and you you just uh, you, you got stacked rosters. Like like who's his wide receiver? He has above those two guys. That's what you want to know. <laughs> who's who's on his bench? Right. right I mean, because both of those guys are top six, yeah. top seven. <laughs> no matter how you slice it up, he's he's got a uh, Devonte Adams and DeAndre Hopkins on his bench. No, that's uh, that's uh, the so that was the that was the I dilemma. Love that. Oh, great stuff! By the way, I hope he kicks his buddy's butt. That's what I that's what I hope. All right, let's get to the uh, the three point conversion. Mine's got a theme today. Okay, okay. Uh, you ready for this? Hit me. Number one, what can Brown do for you? Nothing if you're the Seahawks, okay? He can only (laughs) cause headaches. Stay away from Antonio Brown, Seattle. The last thing you need is another pass catcher there. Russell Wilson will throw it to whoever, and they'll come down with it. You don't need to bring Antonio Brown in. That's my number one point. Number two, swift trucking. DeAndre Swift going to be trucking some Falcons on Sunday as he grabs hold of that starter's job in Detroit. If they don't give him a majority of the carries, that's what should get Matt Patricia fired from Detroit. And finally, FedEx delivers (laughs) another loss for the Dallas Cowboys. I think Washington gets after it, and I just don't see how Dallas can end up uh, righting their wrongs in this short of a week. RB2s and uh, flex plays for both Gibson and for McKissick. We've talked about J.D. McKissick yeah. probably more than any other show uh, in the history of fantasy football. Uh, and as for A.B., do you think he's been out of football long enough that he'd like to convert to cornerback? <laughs> I can tell you what, there's some teams that could use him. Well, I, how about Seattle? <laughs> yeah. By the way, the Seahawks, if you if you don't realize this, uh, they they have converted one of their draft picks, who is a tight end, to a defensive end. They have now listed Stephen Sullivan 
is a tight end slash defensive end. So they'll take all the help in the world that they can get on defense. Although Jamal Adams does come back this week. There you go. The the long road begins with that first step. My three things for this week. Number one, the Brady Bunch has a quick Vegas residency. That's right. Get them on. Get them over. Get them in. Gronk is ready for uh, prime time. He could be in one of those shows. You know, I saw one of those uh, reviews is opening back up. Maybe he'll uh, bring his dance moves uh, to that. Uh, Look, I don't like ice cream, but I do love some Herbert. All right. I like there it. There you go. I Justin like Herbert, it. top five for me. Mike Williams, a big-time play. Hunter Henry, a top five tight end as well. And then, well, we always talk about goats. Uh, I remember a movie called Rebound, the Earl the Goat story, right? The playground legend for basketball. Well, for me this week, it's three quarterbacks for fantasy purposes. Will they get back in your good graces? Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Teddy Bridgewater all ready to shine in your fantasy lineups. Herbert, uh, such a great play on a Sunday. Aha! Yes, yeah. there it is. There See, it is. And I have, I have one more name one for you, Dan, because I just right. found this out. That it's not Tanyan, it's Tanyan. <laughs> like Funyan. There it is. No more Tanyan. That? Robert Tanyan. I actually Taylor. changed one of my fantasy team names to Tunyon for that. Yeah. Go. Oh, got the logo and everything. It's great. Sixteen Tunyons. What do you get? <laughs> Another day older and deeper in debt. All righty. He's Lee Delap, our executive producer. You can always find Lee on Twitter at Lee Delap. Mike Harmon, get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox, and always tweet the show at I Want Your Flex. Big thanks to Lee Mayock, and a big thanks to our celebrity selector this week, American soccer star Aguchi and Yewu. We will talk to you when Week Seven concludes. Best of luck, peeps. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry radio discover more shows and movies for free when you're an american express platinum card member don't be surprised if you say things like chef what course are we on i've, I've lost count or shoot that shoot that And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 